today you get to hear a starting point session with a first time mom. Her son is one and a half, almost one and a half years old. And she is also a NICU nurse who works the night shift. So number one, can you say like big time hero because night shift plus the NICU, she's a rock star, but she wants to get her nutrition in check because it's been a struggle since having her son. She was able to master whole 30 before having her son. But after the fact, postpartum, working the night shift, it's been really hard for her to get her nutrition under control. And so she booked a starting point session. She actually booked a package so we could really get this down pat. And so in this call, we find our starting point. This is the initial call. We go through everything that's been a struggle, everything that's going well, what her life looks like right now, what she wants to prioritize, what her goals are, so we can really hone in and find her starting point. So figure out what what she started with with her personal starting point so she can get back on track with nutrition. We even talk at the end of her starting point session about what might be coming next and why it's really beneficial that she's doing this at the end of the year. I know this time of year can be one where we tend to throw our health goals out the window because there's so much going on. There's so much out of our control, but I'm really proud of her for saying, you know what? I feel like I'm in a good mental space for this now. And even though it's the holidays and I might not get my starting point down as quickly as if it was a different time of year, she was like, I'm going to go for it now because I need this. And I want to start next year stronger. So take a listen to Sam's starting point session and her figuring out what her starting point is to get her back on track with nutrition as a first time mom. Hey mama, welcome to the tough love mom podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight. And you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies. 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency, and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. In your own words, tell me a little bit about your journey right now, where it's at and what it looks like. Definitely still trying to kind of get better at changing one thing at a time because I'm definitely, as you've mentioned in the podcast episode before, like very bad at trying to do all of the things at once and then I come, it completely falls apart and then I kind of get very down on myself and then just go back downhill, probably either to where I was or further downhill. Um, I'm knowing that currently I definitely need to focus more on nutrition. That definitely is my number one goal to focus on and kind of let habit stacking, get into that type of stuff for exercise and just mindfulness kind of make its way there. Mm -hmm. But I, nutrition's always been where I've struggled. Um, 
you were wanting to get pregnant for number two, hopefully within the next year, but I want to get in a better place physically, which I know my nutrition is going to help me get there that I potentially won't have any of the same complications that I had toward the end of pregnancy. So I just want to be able to be in the better spot that I can go and get pregnant again and not have any, as many issues. Yeah. Control what you can control. Right. Yeah. And we'll just let the rest fall into place. I had to have that same mindset the second time around. Cause I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this will help at all, but I'm going to do my best. So I'm glad you're in that mindset. Cause that's truly all we can do. And yeah. that's of being able to control it is so hard. <laughs> I know that's where I'm hoping. And then I obviously know nutrition as we've talked about will help with Mm-hmm. Plagues, the daycare plagues that are coming through the household yeah. like weekly yeah well when you have a little one that's under two they're like guaranteed so you know <laughs> factory for sure yes yeah so definitely focusing on nutrition will help obviously immune system but with everything health-wise for you personally as well so I'm, I'm glad yeah. you're like very aware of what your biggest struggle is and what you want to start with because there's three paths there's either workouts the fitness side of stuff for picking a starting point, nutrition, or your routine. Um, but it sounds like you already know you want to start in that nutrition path. So give me a little bit more of a picture of like <laughs> what you've tried, what's kind of worked a little bit, maybe if it worked for just a couple of weeks and then you fell off. Um, even if you were like, okay, well, I was doing that, but also like trying to do four other things at the same time, kind of like you said, doing too much at once. Can you pinpoint anything that you have done that has worked a little bit or things that you've done that you're like, that didn't really help for me at all. Just so I can get a better picture of what that's looked like. Yeah. Before Jackson, um, trying to pregnant with Jackson, cause we had infertility struggles. Um, we, I was recommended to do whole 30 and that was definitely helpful, but it was a very hard restrictive like mindset for me. And I felt like I was probably almost under eating on it because of just kind of the mindset it put me in, Mm. but I haven't found anything like postpartum journey wise that seems to like stick or really work for me. It's so hard with trying to find things that are really going to work with Jackson in between working night shifts in the NICU. And I'm just like, sometimes so overwhelmed that cooking is the last thing I want to do. I've been trying to get better at meal planning. So I've been trying to follow, you know, loosely some whole 30 stuff, just because I know it tends to be more like nutrient dense, at least in that. So that way, if Jack's will eat it, he's getting benefits from there. And then it's less processed things for me, but that's kind of, I haven't found anything in this postpartum wise that's really stuck or work for me. So you said something about feeling overwhelmed with cooking and meal prepping, um, and all of that. And I know with like your shifts and the schedule you work, you don't have like a consistent, like okay, Monday looks like this, Wednesday looks like this and Sunday looks like this. It's kind of different week to week, right? Week to week. It kind of stays similar ish in an every three week pattern, but it's never like a hundred percent. Okay. And then you throw in a child who's obviously, you know, once you figure their schedule out, they change it too. So yeah, pretty much. And daylight savings has been <laughs> there. I'm like, oh, cool. Like he was sleeping till like 7.15, but now it's like 6.15 in his brain. Cool. Cool. This is not what <laughs> it was. Oh, I totally feel you on that one. Oh my goodness. You've got a lot of different things going on. So <laughs> before Jax, you were able to do Whole30, which I've obviously included some meal prepping and whatnot and all that. 
But um, after the fact, have there been like, are there any meals during the day that go well once you feel like you're kind of on top of when it comes to like cooking, all of that? Are they all just kind of like, I just kind of grab whatever works and it's kind of like I grab whatever works and eat. Um, it's definitely like a little bit easier to do like getting meals semi ready before I go pick them up from daycare on the days that I have daycare, but don't work. <laughs> like mm-hmm. yesterday I had made stuff in the crock pot. So like I was able to get some stuff done and rest. Yeah. It's just like hit or miss. I've still been doing the prepped meals through like the local company for work because it's oh, just yeah. one thing to take off my plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's at least helpful for like two to three of my overnight meals. And sometimes I'll order one. So I have it for like a lunch or when I'm around the house, but most of the time it's just kind of scrounging what's in the fridge. So I'm trying to get better of making sure I have some sort of options for myself. Cause I've realized I'm also really bad that I'll either pretty much just snack all day because I ha- re- haven't mentally realized I haven't eaten a real meal. Yeah, and you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I'm not always grabbing the best choices because whatever is quick and easy to open. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. So don't beat yourself up for that because that's a normal thing. It's a normal like state to be in and habit to be in. And that's all that this has become is a habit. And once down the road, once you can get to the point where, you know, buying certain ingredients, having meals ready on certain days, um, maybe making enough. So there's some leftovers. So you don't have to cook on certain days. You like leftovers. I'm hoping. Like they don't. Yeah, my a huge fan of them, but he can deal with his own. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have that family focus and to bring everyone into the fold. But sometimes as moms, it's so easy to be like, "Well, I have to think about this person and that person, and they're also impacted by what I do." And it's true; they truly are. But um, we have to get ourselves in order for us to figure out what we can do for them as well, whether mm-hmm. it's our husband or our kids. And so, yes, eventually this will affect your husband and your son, but. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we cut, when we get to it, let's get you in order first. Right. Yes. <laughs> cool. So there's a handful of different starting points within nutrition and I have an idea of what a couple might be, but to pinpoint it for you, cause I want you to make the decision on where you're going to start. And I only want you focusing on that one thing. So you're not getting overwhelmed and then falling off and getting down on yourself again. But is there a certain meal that you feel like if I could take care of that one, I would just feel a little bit better about how I'm, my, I'm approaching my nutrition day to day, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Is there a certain meal that you're like, if I could eat that meal, I'd feel a little bit better about my nutrition. If that was like a meal instead of just kind of like eating what's easiest. Um, I almost feel like lunch, but I do feel like if I had almost, if I had made either more of dinner or like had more leftovers, that maybe lunch would be like an easier. Yeah. I definitely feel like lunch is probably where I end up in that snacky state the most because I don't realize that it's noon or like I've gotten Jack's down for a nap between like 1130 and 1230 Mm -hmm. and I've started doing house stuff and then it's, he almost wakes up. It's almost two. And I'm like, Oh my God, I need to throw something in my face before I have to run around with him. So I, I feel like setting myself up for lunch, which might be setting myself up for dinners might be where I would succeed probably more yeah and when you get off your night shift do you usually like eat lunch and go to bed or is it like breakfast and how does that work um I usually eat something it's usually at work because I I know I leave there at 7 7 30 between 7 45 and 8 15 um I sometimes will like 
this sounds bad, eat <laughs> some of the like, if I've cut up apples or something for Jack's, I'll eat pieces of that before I go to bed. But I try and have mo- either like oatmeal or some sort of protein bar at work to get me through my drive because gosh darn six in the morning is aggressive (laughs) you finished your last set of cares on your babies like you're charting you're making sure like everything's queued up for the like the next shift and you hit a wall at like a hundred so that's when I'm trying to eat something to just get me enough brain power to give report off of my babies and two so I can drive my like half hour drive home and then I'll maybe it's like fruit or eating chomplings a lot when I come home if or the like end of his protein waffle. <laughs> I'm like, well, you only ate two of these. I'll eat the other one. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Okay. I just wasn't sure because I know it's very weird. Everyone approaches like, yeah, and it is super weird. It's like, what is a circadian rhythm? And then other days you're like waking up in the morning. That's man, I still don't understand how people do night shifts and I'm in awe at people that do. I don't really know how you do it. I don't. So lunchtime sounds like I mean, on days you get home from work, maybe these are days you don't focus on it as much. So maybe we can talk about that, but it sounds like eating a structured lunch would be a good starting point. And then if there's some leftovers, you can have that for dinner. If not, it can kind of be a little more flexible, especially because that's probably when you're going into work sometimes. So, I mean, we, I, we do always like, it's always me and Jack's at least having dinner because he eats dinner at like 5.30, 5.45 and I don't leave till 6.10. So we at least get that. Nice. I'm always having to figure out dinner. <laughs> okay. So do you feel like dinner would be a better starting point or do you want to focus on lunch? I feel like maybe dinner because I could always just make sure I make enough dinner to have like to put it together as a structured lunch for the next day or whatever. It's yeah. just, I definitely struggle with lunch, but I feel like maybe dinner would be easier because then I could have pre-made, you know what I mean? A pre-made lunch for the next day. Yeah. Dinner is more of a consistent thing day to day, whereas lunch is kind of like hit or miss if it's a yeah, it's like three to four times a week. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what's, what, what do dinners look like right now? How many days a week are you eating an actual meal? Is it kind of just thrown together seven days a week? Totally fine. Cause I've been in both places. Kind of just thrown together seven days a week. Like sometimes I have a little bit of a meal plan, but even then I'm like, I don't really feel like cooking that like yeah it's not always stuck to if I try and make a meal plan it just because of this type of season now that it's getting so dark I'm like I don't want to do anything it like feels like it should be midnight and it's only five mm-hmm. okay so and you do have dinner seven days a week at home not like at, at home at home but like in general at work yeah okay yeah. cool let's make your starting point dinners at home like cooked at home how many days a week do you think that would be doable for you from where you're at right now? Um, I feel like aiming for four would be fair because there's always leftovers and on days that I'm real tapped out, like some sort of takeout. So four nights a week you feel like is doable. And what's awesome is if there are leftovers or if your husband doesn't want what you're cooking, you know, that's lunch the next day or maybe even dinner the next day. Yeah. Cool. So the starting point plan I like to give people for dinners, there's one like one-off item that you do. You don't have to do this weekly. And it's a simple brainstorm. 
So the first thing you're going to do, and I want you to do this within the next 24 hours, I want you to just brainstorm all of the meal ideas that you can just come up with off the top of your head that you would enjoy for dinner. Um, that would be like simple for you to cook. And I'll write all this down for you. So you don't have to worry about it right now. That's quite easier. Yeah. And I'll email it to you too. So don't worry. And then I'll hold you to it. So you're good. That's what (laughs) I need. You're going to brainstorm all of the meals that you would enjoy, simple to cook, whatever that you know off the top of your head. I'll send you a couple links to some resources with some more ideas. And I just want you to like put it on paper. And then what I want you to do from there is just plug in four of those meals and say, these are the day. And, and this is where it's totally up to you and what works with your schedule and what works with, especially since it changes week to week, just pick a day to say, I'm going to plan for only four nights. I don't want you to plan for five or six or seven, just four, like leave the other days blank, just four nights, what meals you're going to cook, pick the days you're going to cook on whatever works for you. And that's your plan for only dinners. You're not doing this for lunch. You're not planning breakfast. You're not planning snacks. You're literally only planning dinner. You're only planning for nothing more than that. And I want you to do this this week and next week. That's it. Shop whatever day you shop, do whatever, and then just follow through. And what I'm going to share my screen real quick. It's a habit tracker and you'll use this to track simply when you're following through. So I just want you for 14 days to follow the plan that you come up with, with when you're cooking dinners and on days three, seven, and 10, those are often days that we fall off of like with, within those early days of a new habit. Those are days you tend to fall off of the plan that you're sticking to. And so I've just got some self-reflection questions that will help you recognize, okay, what's it, it just gives you a second to think of what's not going really well right now. What am I still struggling with and how am I handling that? Because it's good to recognize, okay, this is hard, but what am I doing about it? So it's not tripping me up. It's good to recognize that on yourself because you likely are doing something if you're staying on track, if you're staying consistent in handling that. And it's good to recognize that in yourself. And then I also want you to reflect on something that's gotten a little bit easier with this. Maybe it's, oh, I actually like, I'm excited to go to the grocery store and get the groceries or like, I know in my head, I'm going to use what's in the fridge instead of letting it go bad. Or I feel like good about cooking dinner or I enjoy cooking dinner at home, whatever it is. That's up to you what that looks like. And you just reflect on those things on days three, seven, and 10. And you'll get a check-in email from me one week from today and two weeks from today. That's the habit tracker. Start within 24 hours. On day 14, you'll send me that. And this is one of those things like cooking dinner. It might take like another week or two to really feel like a habit. So if you want to print, like before you book your next call, usually I like to do these like two to three weeks apart. Uh But if you need an extra two weeks to like do four more days, do it for another two weeks and then book your call after that. Like there's Uh not a timeline that you're on to finish this. There's not a timeline for how long it's going to take for this to feel normal. Thanksgiving's coming. So maybe two weeks and you're like, oh, what's happening? (laughs) Yes. How do you feel about that? How do you, what, how do you feel about Thanksgiving coming and doing all of this? Um, I definitely think it'll be helpful because I do only work. I worked that Sunday, Monday before Thanksgiving. So like planning around that cool. and then it'll kind of give me more like maybe the week of Thanksgiving. I'm not planning for meals just because of yeah holiday, but at least it will kind of give me more structure because yeah. I feel like I am definitely bad that on them. Like I forget to grocery shop and then I'm trying to piecemeal something to get together out of the freezer, but I don't remember what exists in the freezer. So at least it give me a better idea and I can 
use this to strategize by putting stuff in the freezer. So some one of those other three days could just be eating from the freezer. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I yeah. definitely I need to get better at balancing my macros as well. I feel like I tend to be a lot more carb heavy than I do protein. And I'm trying mm. to focus a little bit on that. So yeah. Yeah. Find some protein. That's what the whole the point of the brainstorm is too. And maybe if it helps you categorize your brainstorm by macronutrient, brainstorm some proteins. And if you're totally stuck and, you know, out of block with what proteins go Google some, find some ideas, you know, what questions do you have? We've got like about seven, eight minutes left. Yes. Just over the next few weeks, like what accountability do I have with you other than like the emails? The main accountability, because I really want to help forge in you self-accountability, which is the purpose of the habit tracker. So in that sense, every day, and then on week one and week two, you get those check-ins from me via email. I'll respond back. And then obviously on our next call, and if two isn't, if two doesn't cut it for you to feel like this is like your norm and I won't feel like, Oh, this is me. I'm gung ho. This is what I do every week. Like you're not going to be at that point, but you'll be building it up. The biggest thing I want you doing now is building your baseline. So at the beginning, you were saying how you'll make a bunch of changes, but then you feel like you fall back to where you were before or even further. It's because when you focus on one thing at a time, you can build your baseline with that a little bit and you build it a little bit more. And then like, say you're here and something with life happens, you know, the daycare plagues or like you go on vacation or there's a holiday, you fall back to baseline instead of falling all the way back to where you were before, because you were just building really, truly building things into habits. Yeah. So that's the whole purpose of starting points. That's the whole purpose of this process and two weeks, like you'll build it a little bit, but if you fall back, it's not going to be all the way down to before. Um, and if you need two extra weeks, you just let me know at for at day 14, if you're like, Liz, I need to do this for like another week or an, a week after Thanksgiving, I'm going to take a break from it this week, do one more week after Thanksgiving and then schedule my call. You just have to let me know if that's what you want. And that's probably what will happen. Yeah, that's totally fine. Just let me know. Like I'm going to do an extra two weeks or whatever. And then your next call will set up something, your next step, your next, I call them a stepping stone, which is just, okay, what are we building on top of this? Cause you're like on this path and nutrition and we're just building it up. We're building this brick house. We're making it solid. So, you know, when life comes, it doesn't get blown over and you don't fall. It doesn't all fall off. What would you anticipate probably being the next step? <sighs> I would say a couple extra days of dinners going from four to like five or six. Okay. And honestly, like the way I do it now, I honestly cook maybe five nights a week and we have leftovers and do like a free for all night. We're just like, I'm not cooking, figure out what you want. Tell me what you want. I'll be a short order cook, but I'm not cooking tonight, like a big meal. (laughs) So I'm at the point where I only do about five nights a week and it's sustainable for us. And I feel good about it. And that's the whole thing is you have to determine does seven days a week. Is that what, how, is that what feels good to you? You know, (laughs) not for many people. (laughs) No, I definitely think like probably five Yeah, and knowing that on the days that I'm cooking, probably planning ahead to put stuff in the freezer a bit more than I do. So that way one or two of those other days can just be putting something from the freezer in a pot. (laughs) Yeah. And that might only take a week or two because really this first starting point, it's not the hardest to build. It just takes the most effort because it takes that activation energy. It takes that, okay, I'm doing this the right way. I'm doing this the way it's going to take a while. So it takes a lot more just mental effort, but the stepping stones will take like one to two weeks at a time. So, you know, if you want to build up to five, we do that for a week. I mean, I don't really know for sure. It sounds like maybe lunches might be next. 
okay. afterwards. Um, maybe something with snacking at certain points of the day. There's a couple different points of day where we pick starting points or stepping stones that are intentional snacking because each time of day usually has a different trigger for people that yeah. causes them to not eat intentionally. It just depends on how you're feeling about the path that you're on, how you're feeling yeah. about nutrition overall. If you're like, there's still a major gap here, it's going to throw me off. It's going to keep me from that feeling of health that I want. So we'll decide in a couple of weeks when we get there. Okay. And it might just take a little bit longer. We might have to extend the stretches of the weeks that it takes and do some extra check-ins because of the holidays, but that's, yeah. this, that's yeah. nice. and I'm glad you're doing it. Was it was right a great now. time. It was a great time. But it's probably but I really better. am because when people do this when it's easy, great. You can master it. Two weeks, I got this. Two more weeks, new stepping stone. Oh my gosh, look, I've got like four habits down now and I'm feeling good. Okay, well, what happens when you've got like three back to back holidays? Well, you didn't <laughs> learn all of this in the midst of trial. You learned all of this in, in the midst of ease. And I yeah. think when you're implementing this in the midst of it being trial a difficult, more difficult season, whoo, yeah, you're like <laughs> on fire. So I think it's awesome. I know. I'm like, well, I chose till the end of the year to do this, so it's fine, but it's probably for the best. I feel like I'm probably in a better mindset to be doing it. Jax is 16 months old. (laughs) Just trying to get myself in a better spot. Yeah. Well, you'll start off the next year on at a higher level than where you would have had you not. So I'm proud of you and I'll send you the recap email right now. So you have access to all of that and the habit tracker. You'll have access to this stuff forever. And so use it as you need to and... I'll chat with you later. All right. Bye. Thank you. So obviously the starting point session happened before Thanksgiving and now we're after Thanksgiving. So I want to give you a little update on how that went for her. Sam decided to start implementing this right away. She did the brainstorm. She started planning her meals and her first week went well. She got three in, which was awesome. It was a great, strong start. And the week of Thanksgiving, she still was able to plan dinners and she felt a lot more confident getting through that week approaching Thanksgiving. And guess what? The week after Thanksgiving, she was right back on track, planning dinners, cooking for her family, not five, six, seven nights a week, but what she did and what she planned for, for four. And she decided to add on a couple extra weeks just to make it a little more consistent and solid of a habit before we move on to her next stepping stone. But how awesome is that? Simply for putting her focus and energy in on one habit. Is this going to help her get to that point of health that she wants to be at? you know, right away? No, but it's setting her up for success, not just in the new year, but as she goes through all of the holidays, as she approaches every single week, as her son picks up a new daycare illness, like anything that comes her way, she's going to be able to handle it and still have that foundation of I'm going to cook dinners four nights a week. Maybe she'll build it up to five next. I don't know. We haven't picked her next stepping stone, but she's got that down pat because she focused on one thing at a time. Now, If you need that, you can book a starting point session. I've got a couple available before the new year, but not a ton. But if you want to do this, finding your starting point, staying consistent, building these habits one at a time, if you want to do that alongside a community of other women who value the same thing, who value the same approach, you know, forgetting that all or nothing approach, but taking it one thing at a time so it's sustainable, so you make real change, so you're not trying to approach this journey of health, of weight loss, whatever it is your end goal is, you're not approaching it in a way that's not sustainable. And you're not trying to get a quick fix or fast results because you want it to last. If you want to be alongside moms that value that, moms like Sam, moms like myself who have walked it multiple times before, two two different postpartum journeys, 
then you need to join Starting Point School because there will be a group of women going through it with you. We're going to have group accountability every single month where we'll get to see each other's faces, check in with each other, and you'll be held accountable to that. You're also getting that self-accountability. All the resources I mentioned on this call will be available to you in Starting Point School. Again, you'll have access to it forever, so you can go back through it and you know revisit the starting point process find your stepping stone it's all there for you i'm so excited so if you want to get on the wait list if you want all the information you go to startingpointschool.co and you'll be able to get on the wait list there doors will open december 29th so make sure that you have that date in your planner make sure you have it in the front of your mind i'll remind you of it here on the podcast but if you want to be able to go through this process and approach things the way Sam's approaching them and be equipped, have all the resources, have the community, have the accountability with myself and with other moms who value the same things as you, which is so vital to have that community around you, then go to startingpointschool.co, get yourself on the wait list, and I'll see you in our group, in our client community on December 29th or you know after because the doors will be open until January 7th. But I cannot wait to just see you take on your journey in a way that's sustainable and make change in a way that will last. Make change in a way that your kids notice. It starts to impact your family and it makes a real difference in how you show up and just makes you feel more confident. I don't know if you noticed uh, by the end of that, maybe you can go back and listen from the beginning to the end again, but I noticed a shift because I re-listened to this to get it ready to post tonight and, well, today. (laughs) And you can hear a shift in Sam's voice from the beginning of the call till the end. And just having that like peace and confidence knowing I'm approaching this the right way. Like I can do this. And it's such a relief to have that feeling of, okay, this is a change I can do. This is a change I'm confident I'll stick to because I know it fits the season I'm in. I know it fits my goals. I know it addresses the problem I'm having right now. And I know I can actually do it. I get chills talking about it. It's so exciting. So uh, I'll say it again, startingpointschool.co, get on the wait list. I can't wait to see you there. And we'll see you tomorrow for a new podcast episode that's all about how to master your starting point. Before you go, Thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how this show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.